Welcome to Edge of the Hill, where your hosts Jamie Rogue and Darcy Dial talk everything from sex and kids to corporate life and side hustles and plastic surgery to infidelity that you 30-something-year-old women and third-life crises may be dealing with in your life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Edge of the Hill podcast with your co-hosts Jamie Rogue and Darcy Dial. Today on episode two, we're going to be chatting about the fear of failure. What is it and how to overcome it? So put your pants on and let's get started. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Edge of the Hill with Jamie Rowe. And Darcy Dial. Darcy, how are you doing today? Doing really good today. I had like a 12-hour sleep. Not quite. Feeling energized. How are you? Oh, you're such a bragger. I don't know. I'm okay. I got some sleep. But no, I know I shouldn't even say that shit. Like there's some moms that go with no sleep. My baby's pretty good. So we're kind of lying to you guys. We just had like some major technical issues and we have like a very small time frame to record because our kids are both sleeping <laughs> and we couldn't get our mics to work and uh, podcast for people in their 30s and over. So we had some technical issues and it got fucked up. So today we're talking about fear of failure, which yeah. I have uh, spent a lot of my life <laughs> living in that state. I'm laughing because it's sad. Okay. It may be sad, but it's totally relatable. So let's talk about it. What does fear or failure mean to you? To me, what it means is that you let fear or a feeling of not being deserving enough um, prohibit you from pursuing goals um, and opportunities that you'd like to, that you'd like to explore. Something that interests you either creatively or professionally or a relationship or an individual or really anything. And you feel a sense of fear And so then instead of pursuing the opportunity that you let it pass you by and you convince yourself that it's not for you. And then after the fact, you say, well, it's good. I didn't do that because X, Y, Z. And because you get caught in that cycle, then it keeps happening. It keeps happening. Puts you in the cycle of of not pursuing opportunities that you'd rather that you're doing, right? Um, Maybe I didn't articulate that well, but what does it mean to you, Darcy? That totally makes sense. A fear of failure to me um, definitely is not following through because you don't think you have the assets or skills to do something and you kind of overanalyze so much that you talk yourself out of it. And like you said, you miss out on a bunch of opportunities. But also the flip side of that is like a fear of success. I know that people have like struggled with that. Um, I can't say that that's actually been the case for me (laughs) personally, but maybe we can get someone on to speak on that behalf. <laughs> Sorry, that was good. I don't believe that though. <laughs> back back on topic, I wanted to bring up, so I meant to pull out the book that I sourced this from, but so there was this book I was reading and the school of thought that talks about the fear of failure and exactly what we're talking about today. And that oftentimes it starts in broken homes. Definition of broken homes, I didn't explore what they defined as a broken home, but everyone thinks that elements of their childhood were traumatizing. So really, I don't think this necessarily only applies to people who come from divorced families or, you know, unideal situations. I think that it could probably apply to everyone because elements of your childhood that caused you to think that you're not good enough or that you're not getting that um, either, you know, that father figure or that mother figure consistently that you have, instead of being task focused. And what that means, what how they define that is say, like, if you wanted to start a business or you wanted to do a task that really kind of involves putting yourself out there, instead of being task-based, which is like, what do I have to do to start this business? I have to come up with a business plan, a business name, I have to incorporate, or I have to, you know, get a license or I have to get a trademark. And then from there, I have to look into 
into a budget and I have to look into a marketing, you know, I'm not saying this in a sequential order, but these are all elements of things you would have to do on your checklist, right? Um, I'd have to, you know, create a social media account, I'd have to get a following, I'd have to have a business proposition. Instead of having these as tasks, what you do is you get into a brain cycle, making it about you, right? And this isn't about you. This is about a business you want to create. This is about clothes. This is about technology. This is about an app. But what these individuals will do will make it about them. Like, I'm not interesting enough, so no one's going to want to do that. I don't think I have the skill sets to do that, even though I do, right? You make it about you. And so you convince yourself that you are not deserving enough. So instead of waking up in the morning and say, having like five things on your list to do, you oftentimes find reasons to not do it in self-sabotage. Because again, it's not about the business or the opportunity or the idea. It's about you. This is about something that you're trying to accomplish, but it's more than you and it's bigger than you. And so instead of making it about you, you have to stay focused that this isn't about you. This is about your worth. This is about something that you're creating. You have to be task focused. And that really resonated with me because, you know, over the last few years, trying to like break down the fear of failure and try things that are scary and proud of myself. I've been doing that a lot more than I ever have, but I still get caught in those cycles. You wake up on it on the wrong side of the bed one day. And again, you're making it about you. Like, uh, I'm not interesting or, uh, no one wants to see this or, uh, right. And you have to quickly be like, no, 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 no. This is task-based, not you-based. Yeah, that is so interesting. I think that in the moment you wouldn't realize how selfish those thoughts are. You're thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I don't have the skills for it, but not really thinking about the bigger picture. And I think that's such a good wake-up call because I can relate to it. I don't think that I've ever thought, oh, this is so selfish of me when I'm having a self-doubting moment. You know, I'm thinking it's more, um, nobody cares, my idea is stupid, and why would I bother? But yeah, you're right. It's so much bigger than that. And wow, I, you know, just having an aha moment here. Thanks, Oprah. Um, and, you know, another side to that would be fear of judgment. Um, you know, fear of failure and judgment, they kind of go hand in hand. And you know, I can relate to a sense of uh, posting on social media. I get really anxious about posting anything because I'm, I have such a fear of people like judging what I'm doing or what I'm saying. And it's so ridiculous because first of all, nobody's really thinking about you. You know, you're the center of your own universe, but it's hard to get out of that mind space. I think when you're doubting yourself so much that you really build this up to be bigger than it is. And that's exactly it. And like, like you said, social media is such a big part of our world. Right? I was reading um, Alexandra Cooper again, call her daddy. And it's funny, I don't really listen to her podcast, but I do read like a lot of her snippets here and there off of her Instagram. But um, about like turning off the comments, even she like who's largely successful, she signed the biggest deal for a podcast on Spotify ever. And she still compares herself, right? If her have gone down or her right gone down which is crazy right so she's like she turned off all her comments and she doesn't look at her story counts anymore right because why it doesn't benefit her and the matter is if you're trying to build a business or like build your phone for whatever reason right you're trying to build a platform it's not about like oh what does that one person from high school think for comments right 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 you're trying to get outside the people you know you're trying to get outside of the people you know that actually find your content valuable it's not that one person who you've never given two fucks about but for some reason you're focused on Yes. It's like you're stuck in this prison of high school and I can't figure out why people you may have not seen in like, I don't know, 15 years, opinions matter so much about you. But doesn't it go back? Now that we're talking about this, 
this is like just coming to me right now. It's not actually about what those people who you barely know think. It's what you think about yourself. And that's You're what makes right. it difficult. That's no, circle, totally right. right? You're like, yes. am I being authentic when I post this? Am I yes. something that doesn't, that isn't true? This isn't a reflection of my life. This isn't a reflection of what I think, right? You're totally right. And it's, you know, it's definitely a reflection on us. I think when you're an adolescent, you don't really have the tools to like make all the right choices. And so, yeah, there are some things that you maybe feel shameful for or regret. And, you know, for the person you were 15 years ago, it's like you're still, you can live in that moment when you see these people from high school. And if you post something, you think, well, maybe they think I'm fake or maybe they think I'm this because of who I was. And I'm making myself sound like I was a horrible human. But I mean, we all have done some things that, you know, are cringeworthy. And I don't know, maybe I'm not making any sense. You're making complete sense, but it's because we're still reconciling who we were to who we are. Like, I mean, I have, I hate the word regrets. And Right. The cliche thing to say, people say, I have no regrets. Like, yeah, I could say that. Right. And when Mm -hmm. I, when I say I have no regrets, that's true and false. Okay. I wouldn't take certain things back because I wouldn't want to have like that butterfly effect where then all of a sudden I didn't meet my husband and I didn't have my kids. Right. So for that, everything's a learning experience, but do I wish I hadn't said things or done certain things or hurt certain people? Absolutely. Like a hundred percent. If I could change things without changing the outcome of my life I would but I can't I don't I don't try to focus on those things right so in terms of like when we're trying to reconcile who we are I think like keep in mind being in our 30s now and for anyone listening to this you may or may not have kids but um this should still apply to you but I know like we're trying to adjust to new parts of our life where it's like there's no question in your late 20s you're like okay I'm an adult now you know I have a career I've done this now it's like with kids or without kids, no, you're a fucking adult. Like you have no excuse. This is your life. Are you unhappy in your career? Like, mm-hmm. are, are you going to pivot? Are you going to take that? Let's carry this through. Let's carry this thought to the end. You're here now. And I know, so we're going to be completely transparent and vulnerable here. You do have creative outlets and ambitions. And yes. at one point you were going to grow your Instagram. You got pregnant, you got busy and it didn't come to fruition. But that was like a couple years ago. And what made you decide now? <laughs> because it was complete coincidence. It was com- complete coincidence that we were both thinking, let's start a podcast at the exact same time. Yes. Um, no, no surprise since we're like kind of yeah. spiritually uh, attached because we've been best friends for so long. But like what made you decide like, holy shit, right now, I want to do this now. I'm not waiting any longer. Honestly, I think like the combination of having a baby, being on mat leave, getting laid off from your job because of a pandemic really made me spend a lot more time reflecting on life and how really, really, really short it is. And why not, you know, take a chance on yourself and make a change. You know, I have an incredibly supportive husband. So the timing was right. You were feeling the same vibe and what is better than jumping in or jumping out of your comfort zone, I should say, with your best friend. I mean, it really doesn't get any better than that. So here we are, episode two. I haven't flaked out from insecurities yet. And I am just really pumped to, you know, get to know some people and share some insights and have some good conversations. And I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else other than you. So why don't you tell us what is your reason? I'd say when I first started blogging, and I'm not really, I I don't really actively do that anymore. Now I do it's social media has changed so much. I started to kind of try to dip my, my first big step out of my comfort zone was blogging. And that was right before I got married in 2017. 
And I was like, oh, like I want to take pictures and be creative and like kind of share some perspective. And that's like, it was an interesting time because everything was really aesthetic based. Like a lot of posed pictures make it perfect. Things Mm -hmm. have evolved where people are now wanting to see like real content, right? Like real life. They want it to be relatable. They don't want, most people don't want just a pretty picture. They want video. They want to listen to you. They want to know like something that's relatable. They don't want to look at someone who is making their life look like it's better than yours, right? No one likes that. It's not fun. And if you're watching that kind of content, you shouldn't because it's not going to help you get to where you want to be. It's not, that's not a motivating thing to do. Um, But so that was kind of my first step outside my comfort zone. And then from there, I paused, like I I have a pretty busy career too. So I I kind of put that on pause and take off to where I I would have liked it. So I didn't put my full effort into it because, um, you know, I have a, a, a job job that I spend about 55 hours, 60 hours a week on, got pregnant, etc. Um, and now I'm on my second mat leave. But when I was going on my second mat leave before, I was like, I want to start a company. I want to start a company. And I think I'm, I'm fairly convinced that part of it was like hormones. Because when you're like pregnant, you know, like I need a clean, I need a clean. I like, you feel like this rush pressure, like to do things. It came around that sting time. And I was like, I don't know if I like want to work for someone forever. Oh my God, I, I got to do it now because I'm going to have a kid and then I'll have two kids. So I need to like create the infrastructure like before the second baby comes. So there was like, w- once you put money behind something and time, it's like that ball is fucking rolling. If you sit and percolate on, on an idea forever, it's so easy to call it quits. Once you like really put the business in place and start shit and have supply chains going and other people like it's rude. You're not going to pull out once you got some financial backing in there. (laughs) Carry this out. (laughs) No doubt. But I will say like the reason I brought that up is like, I put some money behind it. Um, The reason I say that though, is like that whole fear of failure, it still exists. It comes back and you have to beat it over that. It's like going to the gym, right? Like you always know you feel good afterwards and it's worth it. But every now and then you don't want to go there, right? But you do and it's worth it. It becomes easier where you almost like if putting yourself into new situations and like how far can I go? How much can I accomplish today? And when everything looks so insurmountable, like those little things that you can tick off every day. And then one day you take a step back and look at what you've started to realize. And you're just like, wow, I want to keep going. Honestly, you're so inspiring. And I know you hate hearing it, but it's pretty ballsy to go on your second mat leave, pregnant, deciding to start a company during a pandemic also. Um, so, I mean, your energy is inspiring. And I think that you're just like, go get her attitude is something that people need to hear. And it's going to create some good influences in a lot of people's lives, including mine, <laughs> because it's funny, you know, I listened to Gary V and like Mel Robbins, like five years ago, and religiously listened to Gary B- V's podcast and now i see him like popping up everywhere and like everybody's listening to him and i took zero of his advice but i loved listening to him and i got nowhere because i didn't put any of it into action and that's my problem is i get stuck in these moments of like oh yeah yeah that's great that's great i should do that great idea and then i'm like eh i can't do that like you know, I don't have the skills, nobody cares. And you get back into that self-doubting. I'm really trying to overcome that fear of failure. Explore, explore those thoughts with yourself. Why can't I do it? Is it because you don't think you're a good enough? 
it's that it seems like something in, in, in behind in your brain is telling you that you do have those qualities or that you can do it, but you're convincing yourself otherwise. And I think this is definitely something that back on. We're going to circle back on this. Maybe in yeah. Like, yeah. We'll expand and we'll bring on an expert of sorts or someone that um, has a unique perspective on, on the fear of failure. But we'd welcome anyone who's listened today to please put your thoughts on the fear of failure. I'll do it on our Instagram account, which is the handle is at edge of the hill podcast. But I do want to just kind of um, just let any any listeners, I did a quick poll on my Instagram just to kind of get ready for this this recording today. And it was, have you ever thought, um, question one, have you thought about changing your career in your 30s? 87% said yes, 13% said no. Do you ever let fear of failure get in your way of trying something new? 76% said yes, no, said 24. I highly doubt it. Let me see if I recognize anyone in here. No, okay, <laughs> well, maybe not for you. No, I don't believe that for a second from this person. <laughs> and then <laughs> not a chance. Okay, well, I was about to say the name out loud. I won't. And then in terms of someone said, what has been the hardest part of being in your 30s, juggling kids in a career, really growing up, thinking about things that you thought were so easy in your younger days. Nope, they're not easy. They're hard and you have to work for them. So many things. Well, going back to school while working full time, being a mom of two with a hubby, working insane hours. Everything's hard. Work-life balance with toddlers, kids, trying to conceive while starting a new career, reinventing myself multiple times. It's been fun and a lot of worth it, though. Like stories, how those aren't unique stories. That's how we. That's how most people feel, right? So if we can all empower each other and just say, "Go for it." Absolutely, I think your poll shows that we're all going through the thick of it, one way or another. We can relate to any of those answers. So you're totally right. Let's empower each other to overcome our fear of failure. We can do this. Any parting words, Jamie? Seize the day. I always tell my husband, carpe diem. He doesn't want to hear it. He's like, fuck off. He doesn't tell me to fuck off. But I'm sure he thinks it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is true. We can be incredibly annoying. So I've got one more annoying thing to say. I bet Iggy would love it if you got carpe diem tattooed on your tramp stamp area. Oh, my God. If we ever get, like, if we, you know, if we ever get to, like, a ton of subscribers, I will do it. And then my husband might divorce me if I did that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, okay, but wait, what is the number? How many subscribers do we need? I put it like way up there. <laughs> Five million. <sighs> five million subscribers. Not a problem. Okay, fine. Then what's yours? If we get to five million, what do you, what do you get? I get a pick. Carpe diem. Okay. What's up? What's up? What's other kitschy? Um, no, no regrets, okay, but it'll be no regrets. You can have yours as like um, a tribal wraparound tattoo on your arm. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Way more noticeable than a tram stamp. <laughs> okay, you can do a tram stamp too then. Okay, do that. Everyone, have a great day. Remember, we're only on the edge of the hill, baby. The rest, the best is still to come. Subscribe. <laughs> and join us next week for honestly, who the hell knows what. But thank you so much for listening. 